0: How can we grow the college fantasy football game? It's a question I've gotten over the last couple of weeks. The CFF site's been around for 12 years now, and I'm going to share my feedback on the lay of the land in college football, the industry itself, what I've seen over the last 12 years, where I feel it's going, and some tips on how we can help grow the college fantasy football game right now. My name's Joe DeSalvo the voice of the CFF site and welcome into another preseason show. This one, like I said at the top, how do we build the college fantasy football game? So first of all, let me just start with this. Been getting a lot of questions. Uh, Where do you see college fantasy football going? You guys have been around for a while. Uh, Give us the lay of the land. Give us your take. What do you see in the bird's eye view from, from the website? And this is what I'll share with you guys. The CFF site has been around now for 12 years I'll make it real short and sweet and answer that question. Is college fantasy football growing? In a short word, the answer is no. What I'll tell you is that it is very small over the course year after year after year. So small that I would say that it's more stagnant than anything. The great thing about college fantasy football, particularly when you look at the subscribers to and the members for the CFF site over the course of the last 12 years, is that The retention rate is great, which means that the college fantasy football game is steady. The guys that are supporting it now, you out there listening to this show, you guys are kind of what's made the CFF site. This is the reason I'm sitting behind the microphone. You guys keep coming back year after year after year. We love college fantasy football. We have a passion for it. And yet the struggle is, How do we make it grow? And that's what I'm going to talk about on today's show. Some tips, some ideas, some thoughts, things that I've seen work over the last 12 plus years and longer. I've been playing college fantasy football longer than that. What I think could work, just some ideas, throw out to you guys to see if as a college fantasy football community, brotherhood, fraternity, if we can help grow the game a little bit more. You know, I've always said that I never thought the college fantasy football game, you know, one of the reasons I, I I thought of the site and and really wanted to to develop it was that I really just wanted to be we just really wanted to be a resource for guys out there that wanted to play college fantasy football and didn't know a lot about it. It was hard to track the players. It's hard to keep up. I get it. 130 plus schools now. It's just really difficult for the casual fan to play college fantasy football versus NFL fantasy football, where you've got about 30 teams, the rosters hardly ever change. You know, Tom Brady has been playing for 20 years and my wife knows what team he's on every year. So, you know, wives, girlfriends, you know, they can play NFL fantasy football, but it does take some time, some research and some passion to get into college fantasy football. So. The one thing that I did with the site was that the one thing we have to realize moving forward as a college fantasy football community is that we have to realize that we we have to assume that everyone doesn't really know everything. You know, when we put things out in the preseason fantasy draft guide and we mention things like line yards, my partner, Mike Bainbridge and myself, we go back and forth and. My biggest point of contention is, Mike, we have to be careful with putting some of these stats in there because not everyone knows what that means. I mean, the fantasy, the preseason fantasy draft guide was developed to help the casual fan sort of make up the, the competitive edge that some of the guys that have been some of the seasoned veterans have been doing it for a while. And I'm going to come back to that because that's where we're going to need you guys to give us some help to grow this industry as well. But that's the first and four, that's the biggest rule in uh, the biggest thing that we have to remember moving forward is that we have to assume that anybody that we want to bring in to play college fantasy football, we have to assume that they do not know much at all, if any, and we need to help them out as much as possible. Because there's five points that I think that are really important to growing the college fantasy football game. And the number one is, and this is the first point, invite your friends, right? I know that there are several of you guys that are out there playing in um, NFL fantasy leagues that, you know, you might look for some crossover. These guys that are into fantasy, some of them would like a little bit more of a challenge. And that's where college fantasy football comes in. That's why I got hooked. That's why a lot of you guys out there got hooked. It's just a bit more challenging. It took a little bit more research, but college fantasy football does give an edge to the owners that are willing to do a little bit more in regards to looking up research and to do a little bit uh, digging themselves and finding some nuggets here and there, right? But what you do is you have to target either college football fans or just current NFL fantasy owners. I mean, that right there is a big target base in which we can start with. And that's important because it's hard to get someone to play college fantasy football that's never played fantasy football at all. Chances are you're going to get a guy to play college fantasy football that has at one point or is currently playing NFL fantasy football. It's either going to be that or you're going to get somebody that are a bunch of college football lunatics like us to play college fantasy football instead of NFL fantasy football. And so that's really where we start. The guys that have the interest, the passion, the the passion for college fantasy football, those are the ones, in my experience, that are going to be able to kind of stick it out, even when they struggle from time to time, because that's another point I'm going to get into. Uh, When it comes to college fantasy football, it's not easy to just jump right in and have success right away. So you've got to be able to find guys and recruit guys that one, trust you, and two, have a passion for the sport, and three, are familiar, uh, Are familiar, and, and it helps if they're already familiar with the fantasy game, particularly in the NFL. Which brings me to my second point, which I think will help grow the college fantasy football game, and that is drafts. You know, the one thing that everyone loves about fantasy football is everybody looks forward to draft day. Particularly when you're drafting with a bu- with a bunch of friends, you know, the, the, you know, I can think of co- my college fantasy football leagues and NFL fantasy leagues were the one or two times a year where I actually could hang out with some of the guys that I never really got to see. Some of the guys traveled in from out of town. We'd all get together for one day or two different days to do our drafts, and it was a chance for all the guys to kind of hang out, have fun, and meet up. And it really the leagues gave us a chance to stay in touch with one another. And I think that's really key. And how do you make that attractive? And here's my thought on this. I know in the day right now where there's Keeper Leagues, there's Dynasty and there's Devi. but if we want to get people into the college fantasy football game, it's got to be redrafts. It just has to be redrafts. Because there is nothing that's more fun than a draft day and know that the entire board – is laid out before you, and everybody has a chance to get any player on the board with that first pick in the first round. Now, that leads me to my next point because I am going to go off a little bit and talk about the keeper, the dynasty, the Devi type setups, and those are great. They're great for the hardcore college fantasy football players, but here's what I'll tell you, and this is just real, guys. College fantasy foot. If this is college fantasy football community right here, right? This is the keeper community, right? A little smaller. And then we go to the dynasty community. And then we go to the Devi community. It's smaller and smaller and smaller. Niche, 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 niche. The more we go. It is hard to get someone into a Devi League or a dynasty league if they've never played in just a regular redraft college fantasy football league, you might be able to get them in a keeper league. Some keeper leagues, maybe two, three players, and that's a little bit easier for them to manage, but there's nothing like the excitement of a redraft. If we're going to get people into the college fantasy football, if we're going to get them excited for college fantasy football, we've got to bring them into a draft room where the entire full FBS is at their disposal and get them excited that way, right? Now, we could look at it a different way as well. We could dumb it down a little bit. We may not make it as challenging with full FBS. We might just want to do Power 5 schools only, maybe Notre Dame, maybe BYU, depending on how you want to set that up, right? But it's the way that you develop your league. Redraft leagues. If you feel like it's too many teams, 130, because sometimes that's more challenging for guys, they stay more interested most of the diehard college football fans that are fans of power five schools will follow most power five conferences. And so maybe you consolidate your league to get them in on power five only. There's a lot out there right now that only play power five only. So, you know, like I said, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller, the more that you segment. And so here's my advice. And even for a lot of the guys, and there's some great Devi and dynasty resources out there. Here's the thing. I know once when guys start getting into those Dynasty and devi leagues, they start kind of they they kind of go off and they start, um, you know, attracting and playing in leagues with other guys that have the same passion that they have. But you same guys that are doing that, we need you guys to still think broad, too, and still bring the guys in that are just interested in playing college fantasy football. If you want to get them into Keeper and Dynasty and Devi, you've got to start with college fantasy football. It works the same way with DFS. You're not going to have many guys get into college football DFS if they're not familiar with college fantasy football. So like I said, you gotta you have to start broad and then you have to start streamlining into the more of the niche, niche, niche. I think there might be a little bit more of a growth or a little growth where more guys are starting to be a little bit attracted to the Dynasty Debbie Leagues, but it is still small. It pales in comparison to just casual college fantasy football players, enthusiasts, and I know that because I know based on the feedback and based on the subscriptions and the members that the CFF site gets, I know that through the Discord, I'm able to read the tea leaves I get the lay of the land. Never forget about the broad college fantasy football leagues. Never forget about those guys because the leagues that you get, as you get new guys, here's what I always say. You can recruit 12 new guys into playing college fantasy football. The four or five that do well, you probably got them next year. The four or five that don't do well, You probably don't. You're probably going to lose them. Those are the guys that are going to say, hey, you know what? It's too overwhelming. It's a little challenging. It was too much for me. I don't have the time. I'm out. But it's that middle four right there. That's the tipping point. Those are the four that we need into I'm going to play next year. Right? You've got to make it fun. You've got to make it unique. And so that's where this conversation is going to go. Because as we talk about who to invite, as we talk about how to set up the leagues, Here's some other things to keep, keep in mind, too. And here's the th- third rule. When you're recruiting new guys in or you've got your friends, let's keep it low stakes. Like, there's a number of us out there in the community that want to play in these $100 leagues, $200 leagues, $250 leagues. How are you going to attract a casual college fantasy football or possible college football fan into college fantasy football if you're asking them just to contribute and donate to a pot that they're probably unlikely to win or they're going to be behind the eight ball right away. You've got to create some side leagues for friends that are interested in playing. Keep it low stakes. It's all about the fun and the interest we've got to remember because the last one's going to come up. The, the, the number five point that I'm going to bring up before I end this is going to be a shocker um, a, a little bit, but but it's it's something that I'm going to need you guys to think about, but low stakes, low stakes redraft leagues, keep it broad to redraft college fantasy football, invite your friends, college football friends, college uh, NFL fantasy friends, and boom, that's a good start. Now let's think about this too. Let's go back to the drafts. How are we able to, you know, how do we get guys sometimes to commit? I'm going to tell you something that I used to do and it worked really well. I commissioned an NFL fantasy league and I commissioned a college fantasy football league. And I will tell you, that everybody that played in the college fantasy football league, I think it was 12 out of 16, all played in the NFL fantasy league. Um, Because there are times where I had two NFL fantasy leagues going. So what would happen, this is how I would set it up. We would have the draft at a venue on the same day, two weeks before the start of the NFL season, three weeks before the start of the college football season. We would have the college football draft three hours, two to three hours before the scheduled time to our NFL fantasy draft. And what would happen? The NFL fantasy guys would walk in early, you know, wherever we were at to get a drink, to get situated. They would see all of us college fantasy football guys already with our computers open, already with our cheat sheets and our magazines laid out before us. And they would start looking at it like, That looks pretty interesting. I'm going to do that next year, or I want to do that. Joe, send me an invite next year, or or how can you help me out with that? That's something we've got to keep in mind, too, when you're planning your draft days. Now, I know a lot of drafts are done remote nowadays, but for you guys that still do it traditionally, think about scheduling your college football draft and your NFL draft on the same weekend. Do the college football draft first. And have those NFL guys show up at the end of your college football, college fantasy football draft. And I guarantee you, you're going to get two or three of them that don't play college fantasy football that are going to be interested in playing the following year when they see how it happens, when they see the names on there and how you get them. And, you know, that's how you get, look, hey, man, look, we knew, you know, when you drafted this guy last year, we already knew who this guy was, right? And so that's some things how you can set up to just get some natural attraction to the college fantasy football game. So invite friends. Keep the draft simple and the leagues, right? Redraft leagues are the most most attractive to the casual college fantasy football fan. Whether you want to do Power 5 or full FBS, that's up to your crowd. Keep them low stakes. That is the third point. And my fourth point, make the league unique, but make it simple. I know there's a lot of leagues out there, and you know it's diverse. The one thing about fantasy football is that there's a lot of diverse scoring systems out there. My suggestion is keep the rosters simple. Keep the scoring simple. Remember, it's not NFL fantasy. It's college fantasy. It's supposed to be fun. What makes college fantasy football great, and I say this every year at least one time on a show, I don't care about an NFL running back. If he gets hundred yards and a touchdown, that's a great day. The reason I play college fantasy football is because I want my running back to go for 200 yards and three touchdowns. And when the NFL fantasy football fan starts to see that it gets a little bit more exciting because they see the point totals that can be in this league. Just because they're tight ends in NFL fantasy football doesn't mean you have to have tight ends in college fantasy football. I've been saying for years, Get rid of the tight ends. Make it simple. Condense tight end and wide receiver into one position for college, right? Forget all of this tight end premium crap and all the different nuances you want to have to throw curveballs to make people think on their toes. For you seasoned veterans, that's what those leagues are for. But if you want to attract more casual college fantasy football fans... You've got to keep things simplified. They're used to one thing in NFL fantasy. You've got to make it simplified for them for college fantasy football. You don't have to play with kickers. It's your league. Make it different. Play with an expanded roster, two quarterbacks, three running backs, four receivers, a couple of flex mix in tight end with wide receiver. You don't have to play kickers. You don't have to play defense special teams. If you want, keep it simple Keep the scoring simple, the touchdowns, the rushing yards. Throw out all the complicated stat categories and make it just enjoyable for them to follow on a Saturday afternoon. Matter of fact, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, and Saturday evening. That's what college football is about. That's what college fantasy football is about. There's no 12 o'clock, 3 o'clock window where all the games are taking place in college fantasy football. There are games all day long. That's what many of us really love about it. and so. Make the league unique. That's the fourth one. But keep the scoring simple. Keep the roster simple. Right? So invite friends. The idea with the drafts. Keep them low stakes and make the league setups unique, but keep them simple. And here's the fifth one. And this is the big one. Guys, a lot of us out there that have been playing college fantasy football, we've got to be willing to lose. You've got to be willing to lose a league. And I say that and it's hard because that was something that it was hard for me in the beginning when I was recruiting guys because I wanted to be the all-knowing college fantasy football guy before I had the website. I was the guy that wanted to know everything about every player. Hell, that was the reason why I started the site because of the amount of homework, research, insight that I was putting out there and looking up. And I was like, I may, have just, may as well just share it with the entire community, and, and, and it was just organic. The growth just happened right it wasn't like i got into it and ever thought the cff site would be what it is today uh, i i was just got into it and thought that it would be a little following um and and that was that was kind of it now it's kind of grown bigger than what i thought it could be it's not as big as what i would hope it to be but that's you know that's where the community comes in and that's where our help comes in and and your help comes in and and while we try to be a resource for college fantasy football but back to my point you've got to be willing to lose. And I say that because there are a lot of good resources out there online whether it's the CFF site or whether it's over in 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 the dynasty and Devi setup um it, there's a lot of good resources. But you have to be willing to share your resources with your league mates at the expense of possibly winning your league because that's how that's how you keep the, you know, the attrition rate low. You have to invite guys in and have them feel like they actually have a shot to compete. You want them to compete. The more competitive the league, the better because you know what happens? If the same guys keep hiding their resources or their secret sauces uh, and they don't share the CFF site or the other online resources that they use – what happens is, is you're in a league of 12, and you keep six, and you wind up losing six, and you have to recruit six each and every year. You've got, I realized that my in-house college fantasy football leagues were more fun when I wasn't winning them anymore. I actually enjoyed seeing other guys win the league because that's how I knew that I was doing my job kind of sharing information and resources that I needed to help things grow. It helped my league in-house league, and I think that formula is what eventually led to the growth of the CFF site and where it's at today with college football. Which, you know, it helps the you know the guys the seasoned veterans that have been playing college fantasy football. But the greatest thing, and you know, I'll give my uh, a a shout to my partner Mike Bainbridge as, as well. The greatest thing that him and I do with the college fantasy football preseason draft guide is that it allows anyone that you cre- you recruit off the street into your college fantasy football league at least a competitive leg to stand on on draft day if they're new to college fantasy football. So don't try to capitalize on someone's lack of knowledge for college fantasy football in order to make a buck. Do that with all the seasoned veterans that we have in the community. That's what we have the Discord for. That's what we have things like Twitter for. So all of you hardcore guys can get out there and form those hardcore leagues. But don't forget about the average guy that you were playing with three, four, five years ago in a, ca- in a casual college fantasy football league. Keep those leagues going. Keep recruiting those guys. Those are the guys that we need to be where you're at right now. So th- those are my five points. For growing the college fantasy football game, it starts with your friends, the college football enthusiasts, the ones that are already playing NFL fantasy football. Make the drafts fun. Make an event. Do them on the same day as your NFL draft. Get eyes on the college football draft, college fantasy football draft, from the guys doing NFL, and make them see how fun it is on draft day. Keep it low stakes. Get them in. Make them feel like, look, it's about fun. It's not about just an investment and trying to make money off of it and make the league unique, but keep it simple. And last but not least, guys, we've got to be willing to lose. We've got to be willing to share our resources. We have to be willing to share our expertise in the college fantasy football game and not try to capitalize on our knowledge by taking advantage and just winning a pot at the end of the season. It's all about growing the college fantasy football industry. We try to do our best over at the CFF site to do that. We try to do our best to retain as many college fantasy football enthusiasts as we can year after year after year. I could tell you now for having the site for 12 years, first of all, first and foremost, thank all of you guys that are out there watching this show and sharing it because it's your support year after year after year that I get behind this microphone. And it's the reason I'm behind the microphone now beating the drum for college fantasy football. I don't mind being the flag bearer. I don't mind being the voice. But we've got to find a way to do it together. And if we're going to grow the game, we've got to do it the right way. Get guys over to fan tracks. That's all we have right now. Don't sit there and knock and complain about whether or not Fantrax has an updated roster, about whether or not Fantrax has an updated score sheet or score category. That's all we have right now, guys. We should be appreciative of Fantrax right now. It saves us time from doing an old school spreadsheet. So until someone else comes out there, comes up with another idea or another platform, that's all we have. We have to embrace our own community. The college fantasy football community, it's going to take us all as one to grow this thing. We've got to do our part, but we also have to support those platforms that allow us to do so like fantrax like the CFF site, like other resources that you might use in the Debbie community, dynasty community, support everyone. We're here to help. We're going to do everything we can to grow this college fantasy football game. It's been one hell of a ride over the course of 12 years. And I'm not going anywhere. So that's it for this preseason show. I'm glad to share my, 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 my feelings with you guys, but that's the lay of the land for college fantasy football. It's the cold, hard truth. And I think it's what we need to hear and share to grow the fantasy game that we love so much. Until we talk next time, my name's Joe DeSalvo, the voice of the CFF site. We'll see you guys soon.